0: Welcome to The Nitty Gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or
1: practical details that happen in our lives. We've both gathered an abundance of wisdom from books, podcasts, and beautiful communities. But when it comes to navigating the nitty gritty details of life, the only source that breathes life into all of it is Holy Spirit. How do we work out tensions we feel with a graceful response rather than an explosive reaction? How do we discern our feelings versus truth from God's word? How do we talk to our children and others about living a life with Jesus? Are we actually living a life that reflects Jesus to the world?
0: God is the only one who guides, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So, whether you're driving, on your morning run, or reheating your coffee for the fifth time, we hope this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. Okay, nitty-gritters. Yep. I just said that. I'm a mom. (laughs) We are working out some audio details that did not pan out the way we thought. And rather than just scrapping the whole episode, we wanted to bless you guys with the conversations anyways. So there's probably going to be a couple episodes that maybe sound not quite right, but we hope that you can give us grace and look past this as we work through us learning how to podcast. We appreciate you guys and hope you enjoy the episode. It's our bed talk
1: <laughs> instead of our TED talk. Our <laughs> bed talk. um
0: We're on the, the guest bed recording this.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're face to face, which is so fun and special. we not on a FaceTime call. I know. We're here. This is how season one started, and we get to start season two. Today. I know. Oh my God. I didn't even. I can't even think about that. My goodness.
0: It's so funny. But I know, like, even just praying here, I was like, oh, I'm, like, leaning on your leg. I'm like, I can touch
1: her. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so
0: nice. Um, Okay. So, we're talking about spiritual disciplines and life disciplines. What's the correlation? And,
1: yeah. So, what the heck does that mean? Life discipline and spiritual disciplines. What do you you think when you hear that? Me? Yeah.
0: A life discipline is like make your bed and, you know, I don't know, clean the house and I don't, I mean, I guess just like life things that like you need to do in order for other things to happen. You have to have like a discipline Um, and then a spiritual discipline to me i don't know i mean i guess it's so vast i'm like how do i answer <laughs> that one how do i answer that question um well like what the word says right like the fruits of the spirit
1: mm-hmm.
0: love joy peace patience like all of those things like living it out like like, like living, practicing them yeah practicing them exactly not just like reading it and like if it so happens great yeah like right now i am spiritually disciplining myself to work out of a place of peace mm. even if the situation is not peaceful or my flesh wants to be like reactive i am learning to not just be like okay shall it be calm it's all going to be fine like that's not a spiritual discipline but to, to ask god like how can I bring this back around to your piece Mm -hmm. and how is that going to not only help myself, of course, to like stay calm and feel better, but to direct my family to you and also have that same like learned discipline for as my kids grow. Did that make sense?
1: Yeah. It reminds me of one of the conversations we had previously where you were talking about, the first uh, Corinthians 13 first Corinthians 13 or second Corinthians love is patient love is kind mm-hmm. um, and replacing it with like shell is patient oh, right. shell is kind right shell you know fill fill in the rest of it and like the the discipline aspect of it is in those moments where you don't feel unkind you're replacing it with kindness mm-hmm. and you're letting like your identity and who Jesus is in you replace the unkind behavior with kindness am i hearing you right like that's kind of what i was understanding
0: yeah but then it's like how do we how do we get there yeah right like how like i feel as if the last i don't know let's just say the 10 years where i've really been digging more into my faith Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're accomplishing something and then you either have revelation or you learn something new Mm -hmm. or a year passes by and you're more mature spiritually yeah. physically whatever and you're like oh my gosh that's what this means is like right. this revelation so how do we have fresh revelation of uh because we're not we're not going to just stay the same we're always growing and like what is that like right. what does that look like well like, i think so I, yeah i
1: think it takes I, us back to uh, um, so before recording we were just talking about things that god had been putting on our heart and it being a new year there's new things that come up right and With New Year's, obviously, all of us have heard people do New Year's resolutions. And and that was, like, the popular thing for so long is these New Year's resolutions. It's time to, like, come up with a plan of what life's going to look like this year. Put the past behind and start fresh. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to be rebranded. And I'm seeing all over social media and hearing in people's conversations that it's no longer about making resolutions because we need to just accept and embrace who we are and where we're at learn to love ourselves and like this place of acceptance of like i'm just going to embrace who i am Mm -hmm. and and that's beautiful and then there's the other side of it though because businesses need to make money Right? Where there's the other side of it, where it's like, it's a new year. How many pounds do you need to lose? Right. Like what? Gym what specials, gym Oh my gosh, gym sales. Talks. Yeah, and gym sales and the attendance at gyms, all their sales come in January. This is not news to anybody. I understand that. You're listening to this and you're like, I've heard this all the time. We know that. We know that <laughs> all this stuff happens in January because of New Year's resolutions. And I think from that has birthed that idea of, I don't need to change. I need to embrace who I am. But I think that those are two such drastic perspectives and there's, there's more to it. And so that's where our conversation about disciplines come into effect because I've seen how being disciplined in certain areas of my life and changing different habits has helped me be a better wife, a better mom, a better friend. Right. Not because I was changing who I am, Not because I wasn't accepting who I am, but because I actually was embracing who I am and how God's created me and what He's empowered me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm able to see the things that hold me back from being who I am. Right. (laughs) And you know, one of the things that's been hard for me my whole life is waking up early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And after having kids, I realized that I, I cherished my sleep so much because I was up every two hours feeding them whatever so it literally felt like for probably five or six years i was up every two hours yeah throughout the night preach um (laughs) which then would leave me the next day feeling like i'm in survival mode Mm -hmm. it messes with your hormones that you're not getting sleep you know god is gracious and got me through so much of it but i wasn't experiencing life in the fullness in a healthy state of mind by having that lack of sleep but i was kind of under the delusion illusion <laughs> 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 that me sleeping in in the morning oh yes was going to help me uh-huh. survive during the day yeah and what i actually found was when i started to discipline myself yep. to wake up before my children woke up to get in the word and to pray i became The woman God created me to be Mm -hmm. instead of living in this tired, grumpy state of survival. Yep. And so that's where my passion for disciplines kind of, that was yeah. the origin story for mine was. <laughs> Sounds like turning. me it's 2024.
0: <laughs> I'm three days in to waking up before my kids and I'm dying people. <laughs> I'm so tired right now.
1: <laughs> There's hope. There's hope. I'm now. Yes. Goodness. It's 2024 and I probably started this in 2018. Yeah. I'm excited. So. we hear that the world tells us to embrace ourselves. what's what is wrong with that shall when you hear someone say like oh just embrace who i am and i need to love who i am that sounds really good and even when i see stories like that it feels really good to hear that does that sit well with you or is there a part of you that like is like what do you mean embrace who i am like i don't know
0: i mean it really depends because I've heard people, like what you said about... So I've heard people give testimonies. And it's coming from an amazing place. And they've said something kind of like that. like, But it's all with the backing of God's word mm. and prayer and sanctification and transformation and all these things. As to not glorify the sin, but they've talked about like where they were and where they are. There's mm. always some kind of like healthy change Mm -hmm. or um healthy outcome you can see by the fruit that they're bearing in their life when some people some people i don't know so i i can't i can't say i can only go off of like that holy spirit you know what he shows me and but other people i i do see their life and i do hear that like oh i'm this is what i'm embracing and i'm like that's great but there's no fruit And there's like this emptiness and this sadness almost in them and almost in myself when I'm hearing this or when I'm seeing this. Um, It it almost feels the same as when you see someone that's doing something that's destructive or they're maybe in a destructive relationship and they have kind of changed themselves for this person and they're kind of like, well, this is this and this is great. And they're like almost trying to convince themselves. But from the outside, you can see like, this is, uh, this is not coming from a good place. This mm-hmm. is unhealthy. And now you are just complacent and
1: settling. That's the word that I kept thinking is like, it's one thing to like, there's embracing complacency yeah. and settling, or there's embracing your identity
0: mm-hmm.
1: and being confident in who you are yeah. and embracing rest, mm-hmm. being, being content. hmm yeah, that content. that's what was in my head. Complacency like, versus, versus contentment. contentment. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. I'm going to embrace who I am and be content with who right. I am, right? But I think if we're if we're talking about like we're living a life with Jesus, we aren't living a life like the world, right? And so when we talk about embracing a life of contentment, that contentment is coming from resting in who Jesus says that we are, hundred percent, and that's also you can't follow Jesus and not follow what his word says. Mm -hmm. And his word gives very clear direction on dying to our flesh so that we can follow him. And so we can't embrace complacency and we can't just accept where we're at and be okay staying there because God's word tells us that He's turning us into the likeness and the righteousness of Jesus. And so if that's the process God has us in, then we're never going to stay the same. Right, We're constantly going to be changing right. to, from glory to glory. right. And so I think there's a difference of like having that contentment and confidence. Okay, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how hard this is, I don't need to criticize myself. I don't need to speak shame and think that something's wrong with me. Right. God has chosen me. He loves me. I'm his child. But I'm walking with Jesus. Yeah. So and he's to, like, transforming yeah, me. Yeah, you don't need to stay in that place. So <laughs> I don't need to stay there. Right. I'm constantly changing. And so when a new year happens, that's exciting because it's like, I'm going to grow. Mm-hmm. I get to grow. I get to not change who I am. I can become who I am. Yeah, well, And that only good. happens with growth. It doesn't happen by just sitting still and not putting intention, intentionality into something. I think that's, that is like the start of this conversation on what are disciplines and what is that, what's that look like to live a disciplined life with Jesus. And I know we want to talk more specifically about what the disciplines are and how to live them out, but what has, I know you were talking about life disciplines being like making your bed, cleaning your house and then spiritual disciplines. Like you're learning to wake up early is waking up early before your kids. Would you consider that? Did you say that's a spiritual discipline or it's both? So this is, this is what I'm excited about because I think, I mean, I think we need to talk about what are the differences between life disciplines and spiritual disciplines and can you have one without the other? And I mean, of course you can have Will you be your most healthy self if you have life disciplines without spiritual disciplines? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I almost said (laughs) said A-G-L-L, though. (laughs) But (laughs) but can you be your healthiest self with just spiritual disciplines and not life disciplines? No. (laughs) It's such an easy answer for me, too, but I don't know if go hand in hand. hand, But
0: how do we now break this down and explain to people i'm like i don't know
1: that's i think that's how we do it i think we share our stories with it and what's worked for us
0: yeah so you start first
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) okay great idea you go first you go first um okay well i shared Really, I'm going first. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I could go first. I don't. Re-
0: I mean, we're just kind of working through it right now. The only thing I can think of is just what I was telling you earlier about like just waking up early and how that like I can already see in three days the ripple effect on myself, my kids, like blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Do I go first since I just started, or do you have
1: something? Well, my response when you say life disciplines is oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what's like you. making your bed and um, brushing your teeth. R- well, right. I would, I would support, I would stand right there next to you on brushing your teeth being an important discipline. <laughs> but you know, sometimes early in motherhood, you're like, it's 11 o'clock and I haven't brushed my teeth <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, How did that happen? Right. And I heard stories about that from other moms. And I was like, that will not be me. That's disgusting. I'm like going to brush my teeth <laughs> first thing, but you really do get caught <laughs> yeah, up in it. Yeah, it's when, so darkly. <laughs> you're just like, how did this happen? Um, Maybe not now that my kids are older, but definitely for sure. (laughs) You're like, oh, and there's spit up all over my shirt. (laughs) And I haven't brushed my teeth. Yeah. And there's milk stains everywhere. Yeah. No, but going back to making the bed, there's something to be said about when you get up out of bed in the morning. You make your bed. It's like starting your day off Mm -hmm. fresh, right? I can hear Morgan Um,
0: (laughs) chanting right now (laughs) as he listens to this. Yes, (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) But I think that that discipline would probably affect everybody a little bit differently. Like I for sure feel... Like I'm starting the day off on the right foot when my bed is made. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I start my day making my bed before I go downstairs and sit and pray, my day will start off by doing things. Yes,
0: task. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: my gosh, that's my Cause, life. Because I know you you do your morning reading in bed. Mm-hmm. I fall asleep if I do that. So I actually have to leave my room yeah. and go
0: somewhere why else. Well you do. That's why now I um I work out. And then oh first and okay. I do it. Then I shower and come back and tuck in and then I'm yes. like not gonna fall asleep. but yeah, oh no, I will pass I pass out all the time. <laughs> if I just stay in my bed, I gotta get up and move myself to the couch right. or work out.
1: But I think like this is fun because it's gonna look I think disciplines look different for everyone, right. But there's a part of us that works as a system. like we have our our life in our home. we have our mental health, we have our physical health, we have our spiritual health. We have did I say physical health already? If I'm saying it twice. <laughs> I think you did. I'm really passionate about my physical health. Especially the older
0: you get, you like realize how important it is to yeah. move your body. Yeah, and
1: eat right. Mm-hmm. Like eating right, and moving oh my body. Gosh. That's not what this is about. But there is a discipline involved in doing that. And when I eat right, my mind is more clear. Yes. When I work out, my mind is more clear. But when I start my day in the word and praying it actually helps me in my workout too because i'm not working out from a place of like tired exhausted anxious i'm working out from a place of like oh i just gave everything to the feet of jesus and now i can come and i'm gonna move my body but we're different right like you were saying oh yeah for you yeah. know for me i was gonna say that's i
0: love that because i'm like well this is where i was always trying to get my prayer time done first Mm -hmm. because i'm like it needs to be jesus first right and it almost became legalistic with me and then i'd be like passing out and i was too tired and so i now when i'm working out i mean i pretty much only listen to worship music anymore so when i work out it's like that's what i'm starting my day and it's early enough to where no one's around it's still dark outside and i am in the zone and god has brought me to a place where My fit, the physical or the life discipline comes in of working out Mm -hmm. where all you out there, I do not like working out. It is not, I don't like it. I've grew up doing all like surfing, soccer, hiking, being outdoors. I was physical without being in a gym. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to really do any gym stuff until I was in my early twenties. And I'm like, this stinks yeah. i do not like this it's rigid i want to just do whatever i want to do but of mm-hmm. course you get married you have kids life happens job and you have to fit it in you have to fit yeah. it in and so anyways i have recently this i would say the last past couple of years um i've had to have that self-discipline to work out because at home because i didn't have the option to go out of the house because of having children mm-hmm. and so anyways my spiritual life and my physical life has gone to this place and it's like they imploded on each other in like <laughs> the best way where i legit feel a spiritual like i don't want to say high but it's like a place where i can meet god mm-hmm. and so with this new year i'm like i mean i was already kind of doing this before the new year i'll get to my point that god was like as long as you're not turning to um like you know yeah cleaning getting on your phone checking this, blah, blah, blah. You commune with me often now in your workout shell and it's beautiful. So yeah, you can wake up and do that first because i don't want you to have to feel like you need to get get me in to get me over with before you start your day Mm -hmm. and that's almost what it was feeling like for me yeah was like i need to i was checking a box god was like no i don't want that so for me right now in this season it looks like getting up getting out of bed and getting myself going Mm -hmm. um with that worship music like in my airpods and like i'm like on my rower and that's like literally where i meet jesus because the rower is like Mm -hmm. super mindless too so i'm just like going to town and then i can feel my physical body and my spirit like getting in shape together mm-hmm. and it is like this wild thing that i've never experienced with like working out so i'm like is this what they call like runner's high like we've talked to blair about yeah. it yeah she's like oh my gosh when i run yeah she's
1: like in jesus in. Yes. i like it
0: hits me and she would always talk about yeah. that and i can't run she was my the knees first around.
1: person i was thinking about yes! like merging <laughs> exercise with your time with jesus yes It's just such a beautiful, like she just is so connected in her prayer life when she's running and I
0: So she has runner high, I have rowers high. (laughs) And then I'm able to shower and then get back into bed and really enjoy that time with Jesus. And now I've invited my kids. They wake up and sometimes they're with me now during my quiet time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're not. And they bring their Bibles in and it's it's awesome. So that's what it looks like for me in this season. And it's great. I felt this freedom and this release of like I'm still putting Jesus in his rightful place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not trying to just like stay in bed because sometimes I'd also fall back asleep, staying too long. Then I don't have time for workout and the kids are waking right. me up and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. So I think maybe once I get through this like a uh, month of January fasting, then maybe God will restructure again yeah. to where I now have the actual discipline to right. get up, wake up, move to the couch, right. do prayer and all that first, and then go to my workout.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's another discipline: fasting, fasting, Mm -hmm. praying, worship, reading your Bible, like just a few of and like meditating on the word, word meditating on the word. That's like that, and praying the word. I know we talked about like lectio divina style, like Mm -hmm. praying Scripture. Those are all disciplines, and the word discipline defined by the world is often understood as punishment. But the way that discipline is explained in the Bible, it's almost like this like side-by-side discipleship where God comes alongside you, Jesus walks alongside you, and like a parent would guide their child, that is the discipline process of, you know, if you're, <laughs> it's like if you're walking on a balance beam if your child's walking on a balance beam and you're holding their hand so that they don't slip off the side, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's that it's that discipline of training one foot in front of the other and then eventually you get that balance and that stability. You don't need to hold the hand anymore and then eventually you may be able to do cartwheels or whatever yeah, on that balance coming from
0: a place of love whereas it, the world comes from a place of shame.
1: Right. It, God doesn't push you off the balance beam so you get hurt to learn to hold his hand and trust him. Right. He holds your hand so that you don't don't slip and sometimes you're gonna slip but and that's gonna hurt but it's gonna be a whole lot less than if you were trying to do it on your own right and you didn't have someone there to catch you totally disciplines for me I guess I'll answer the question a little bit now um for me it started with so I've always loved being in the bible I remember Just always having my Bible with me. I'd take it to school before I went to private school. I always had it with me. I'd read it on the bus. I'd open up to Psalms or Proverbs. I just, I loved reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there were books that I just didn't understand or were boring. And I was like, I don't need to read this. Mm -hmm. But I, growing up, I always loved the Bible. Even if I was having a hard time sleeping at night, I would just open my Bible. And the comfort of having it open next to me, I felt like God's word was just pouring over my room. There's just something about, I, I've loved, I've had like a love relationship with God's word my whole life. But it wasn't until later that I learned to really study it and learn it for myself. And there there was a point in my life in, as a result of whatever hurt or grieving that I was going through the word became almost like a defense mechanism without me really applying it to change my heart Mm. it became this like i know god's word is right and so i'm going to use it in my conversations to defend whatever i'm feeling whatever and yeah well that was me and yeah and i didn't i think if if i look back in that moment my heart was never to try to be a pharisee to someone but it for sure came across that way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from my brokenness. And and I know that I didn't always understand the words from scripture that I was saying to people to try to make a defense of something. And so what, what the discipline of reading God's word has become in my life is reading it. To understand it, but to transform who I am,
0: hundred percent, and and
1: really learning what it is to invite the Holy Spirit into the Mm -hmm. process—not just reading it to put it in my head, but to read it to become who I am. Yeah, and see, and I'm going to read the um, Matthew twenty-three thirteen, right? Matthew, no, not thirteen. Matthew twenty-three, starting at verse two. Jesus is. Well, starting at verse one, Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must obey them and do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do. For they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. The Pharisees in scripture are the people who know that law. The law was given to Moses Mm -hmm. way back thousands of years before, and for generations Mm -hmm. this law was taught, and everybody was taught this law that they were to follow, and the law was given to them by God, and they were to follow this law, and it was for their good. It was for their good. It was for their safety and what they needed at that time. And the Pharisees, now fast forward, the Mm -hmm. Pharisees were the ones that were teaching this. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is saying, like, they're sitting in Moses' seat. Moses was the leader. as they say, but
0: not as they do. It's crazy <laughs> that God's, like, telling,
1: like, he can use anyone. Right? Jesus is literally sitting in front of them saying, they're sitting in Moses' seat as your teachers. They are, they are the teachers of the time. And they are teaching you the law. The law is not what's wrong. What's wrong is that they're not actually doing, they're not practicing what they're preaching. Right. And so... When I read this, it's oh, and I love this. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Mm-hmm. And what God has shown me in my growth in reading the Word is, it's no longer words for me to throw on people like they're supposed to live that way. It's it's actually <laughs> it meant, be so excited. <laughs> it's meant to lift the load off of my shoulders. Yes, and others and others.
0: Like it literally transforms us right, like you said, into the likeness of God. And that is what takes the blinders off people's eyes. That's what has them here. That's what I mean, always like we say, love God and love others. And how do we do that? By following his word. Right. I used to always, like you said, you were so passionate was always I was younger, I would just be like regurgitating the word. Mm-hmm. And I was passionate. I wasn't trying to push anyone away. But even as I got a little bit older, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, totally like that little kid, like fire and brimstone. <laughs> you know, like, wow, <laughs> ah! I was like <laughs> zealous for Jesus. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, that was not great. And then I grew and I changed and I grew and I changed. And then mm-hmm. I'm here now where literally I used to hear scripture and it would resonate with me in situations that I was in with either my husband or pre-husband boyfriends or friends mm-hmm. or gonna be like oh this is like for them this is for them and now when i hear stuff i am like sometimes i am like this is for them but it's usually an encouraging word like they would love to hear this now when i hear hard truths i am like this is for me Mm -hmm. i like not like i am the problem but it's like (laughs) i have enough to transform and change to worry about that I not worry about, but take care of. I don't need to be looking out for everyone else on what the word says and what they should do because the biggest change I have seen in my my family, my my kids, my husband, and my any of family or close friends has been when God has changed me. Mm-hmm. I have changed. The perspective has shifted, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, like the word is for everyone but I don't need to worry about what is for everyone else. I need to focus on what God is showing me and how I can be disciplined in in spiritual and in, in practical life. Yeah. You talking, (laughs) I'm just like,
1: (laughs) I was already thinking all the things and
0: then all the things I'm thinking are like coming out of your mouth. And I'm just like, yes, it's so good. And that's why I think, now also now i think i know why the word is so exciting to me now because before it was like a book not i wasn't thinking it was a book for others but i was applying it as if it was
1: well i don't know that doesn't really like relate to me and
0: i don't know that's yeah that could be for them and it's like i can find any scripture now and like even if it's not that day if i think about it meditate on it it'll somehow come up later i'm like oh yeah that's totally applicable for me
1: that's great yeah and it's I'm like thinking back at the history of like what discipline has looked like in my life, and it's like it started with waking up early, mm-hmm. but I I truly could not like I I can still say I don't think I could have done it on my own. How I was able to wake up early was I had my friend Christine, and my like, shell knows Christine obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally in Bible study I was like. I have to wake up early. I have tried this so much on my own and I just cannot do it. I don't know. Mm. I, I can't do this on my own. Like I, I don't know what to do. And Christine and I had just barely become friends and that's how I can track back the date of what year it was. No. Cause she had, I think she was barely in Bible study for maybe, maybe six months if that, or whatever we were just kind of, I mean, our friendship happened very quickly cause we connected quickly, but it was like this part of our friendship is what deepened our spiritual connection with each other because in that moment i'm i'm like confessing to these girls like i cannot do this on my own and she spoke up right away and was like i'm up at that time every morning i'll text you and i'll make sure you're awake or what can i do i think she led with a question like how can i support you in this and hold you accountable Mm -hmm. like i will do that i am up every morning i have to be up i'm doing this like do you want to text me do you need me to text you and we figured out what was going to work and so, so I did, awesome. and we did that for probably a year. Wow. Every morning. Wow. And I had to replace the habit of, I'm just going to snooze one more time. Right. I'm just going to curl right back in bed and sleep. Mm-hmm. I need it. I need this sleep to, nope, I'm going to get up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have to, I'm now accountable. I've told someone I'm going to get up now. Pff, I can't, yeah, <laughs> if I yeah. said I'm going to get up, I have to get up. And totally. I, I, I needed that accountability and that's like how many times we say how important community is. Right. Um, so that was how I was able to get out of bed and eventually the accountability became my husband and now Joseph and I get up together and I can, I can say that if it was left up to me without having accountability, I don't know how, how disciplined I would be to get up on my own. Mm. And I know like that is just full transparency I, I need to have that accountability yeah. to get me up. And that's, that's where I am. It is a discipline. I get up every morning <laughs> that alarm goes off, yeah, but, um, it is still a struggle for me. Oh. I don't get up easily. And yeah. it's been how many years now? Yeah. It's my body doesn't. Well, thanks wake thanks for up early.
0: popping my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's going to get easier. You know, I mean, easier and because now, when you do something enough,
1: but here's what's changed. My dialogue in the morning. Now when the alarm goes off, it's no longer, oh, I just need to stay here. Uh, now it's, I'm so tired. I cannot survive this day without getting out of bed yeah. and going and having my time with Jesus. And yeah. that is more important. Yeah. Jesus, help me get up. I know I need this. Yeah. So it does get better because yeah. what the story you tell yourself in that yeah. moment
0: changes. So good.
1: So, so love start
0: accountability, like you said, because for some people, they might be able to just make that shift. Morgan is one of them he literally it's been months now and he does not snooze it goes off he gets up like that's what he does on that's i mean to go to work he's a fireman we've talked about this yeah when he's at home though if he does set an alarm he still gets up but rarely does he have to set an alarm and i've told him about my new waking up thing he's like (laughs) good luck
1: So I don't have that <laughs> because he's like, mm. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it makes me laugh because all I think about when I hear like fire station is Joseph's alarm used to go off at like three 34 in the morning because he had to get up for his restaurant job oh. um, to get up to start prep. And his alarm on his phone was that, Dreadful fire alarm. Um, no. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> UTS. I would wake up with these like tremors, like what? what's happening, <laughs> and he'd be like full blast. And he would just get the biggest kick out of it. And I have this like anxiety first thing in the morning from that sound. I don't know how they do that job, anyways um yeah when
0: he's yeah when he's at home he definitely needs to recover from not having (laughs) sleep so that's why he's like i wasn't trying to rag on my husband i was i get it he's like i can't be doing that with you because when i come home it is now time to recover but he still is waking up early he's just not going to be up as early as i am but lisa is someone who's like i need to start doing that and so Mm -hmm. uh we just talked about that the other day and i'm like yeah we don't want to be on our phone so we're also like we want god to be the first right. thing so do we text each right. other so we haven't even like talked about because i think yeah. both of us are like what are setting phone boundaries right. at the same time as right. well so we're right. like
1: what do we do like <laughs> yeah. send out a smoke signal <laughs> well and that's something that i had to then develop later was okay now that i'm in this habit of waking up early or not habit discipline we we're talking yes. about the difference yes the discipline it, it did become I don't I don't think it's a habit. It's a discipline for sure yeah. because I'm, d- I'm not going to just wake up early because right. it's in me and I don't think about it. A right. discipline requires you thinking about it and being intentional. It's like a choice that you're making. Yeah. You can change bad habits by making intentional choices. Right. Um and there can be some overlap, I think, but yeah. they're not one and the same. They're not mutually exclusive. Um <laughs> Okay, what were you going to say though? So, it was like the discipline of waking up early then sometimes, and it looks different in every season. I love how you were talking about like the different seasons in your life. In this season, this is what it looks like. But it's like that time in the morning looked different. It was whether it was journaling and praying first and then building in the reading scripture or vice versa. Sometimes if the kids did end up waking early, it was inviting them into the space mm-hmm. and reading with me. But learning to not make excuses for right. that time, Um it doesn't depending on the season of life that someone's in that is going to look different the habit of reading scripture the habit of praying and and worshiping and waking up early to get this the day started it's going to look different in everybody's life depending on where they're at how old their kids are if they have kids what their work schedule is but my biggest thing is wake up and prioritize time with jesus yeah Um, and if exercise has to happen later in the day and that can't happen first, you got to start your day with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in a place where you can work out and guarantee that you're having time with Jesus afterwards and that's going to help you function or you're going to be having your time with Jesus while you're on the rower, like you're doing, Mm -hmm. then that's what's working right now. Yeah. Right? Like there's no guilt about it. There's no textbook that says this is what it's supposed to look like. Right. Well, okay, finish with God. sorry. Um well I was just gonna say it was like building that routine of and discipline, of praying and reading God's word and waking up early, then it was okay, incorporating my physical health into it and that being in the morning to mm-hmm. to get my day started. And mm-hmm. so my seeing the correlation between my my mental health and how much that like God used my physical health to help my mental health. He used my spiritual health <laughs> to help my mental health. Mm-hmm. He helped my he used the discipline of my spiritual life to improve my physical health. How many yeah. people I meet where going to the gym is their salvation, yeah. and it makes me so sad because I am like, if you injure yourself, you are broken again. Right? Well, you talk about yeah. how your exercise routine saved you from whatever it is. It saved you from. Mm-hmm. But when you hurt yourself, Mm -hmm. when that falls apart, what are you going to fall on Mm -hmm. in your brokenness? And that is where everything comes back to Jesus having to be first. Yeah. All these disciplines are so good and they all go together. They all connect, but like Jesus first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. The only thing I was going to say, which it's, so that people listening can hear danielle's heart in the same way that she will like explain things i have said we understand that schedules are different that things look different Mm -hmm. you might be in a season where you're literally up all night with a newborn and so you're listening to us talking about jesus first waking up early well what if your workday doesn't start till 12 early for you might be 9 and 10 in the morning we don't Mm -hmm. know what that looks like and Maybe it also looks like that it's not a morning thing. And I, Danielle and I have talked about this. And it, if you're not maybe having your sit down major devotional time, like that, but that space just before your feet even hit the floor, before you get out of your bed, saying, like, you know, like, this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm-hmm. Like, God, this is your day. Show me what you want me to learn in this day and just surrendering that to God and still putting him first, even if your schedule might look different than ours, 100%. if that makes sense. Cause I don't, don't want anyone listening 100%. to this thinking, cause I have, I had heard people speak about stuff like this very differently, not how we are speaking it, but it's just like, you have to have, it was like this quiet time. You has have to, to wake happen. up in morning
1: Devo. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And you have to do this and has to be this order, and all this stuff. And it was like certain times I just felt myself chasing after, this goal that wasn't even jesus anymore it was like this this is what i'm supposed to do so yes put jesus first give him your day ask him what he wants to show you pray on these you know what what he wants you to focus on for spiritual disciplines and physical disciplines but your quiet time might be in the evening Mm -hmm. that might be you know or you some people were are working um, all night and they sleep in the daytime like we don't I don't know I mean I know first responders that have that so just want to throw that out there you're listening and you're kind of starting to feel your blood pressure rise (laughs)
1: because you're like how am I gonna do this but jesus first thing in the morning can also look like putting worship music on while you're brushing your teeth and washing your face yes and i was thinking that too in the car i I think of all those funny have you seen those videos that circled to oh my gosh my reference to these instagram videos is going to make it seem like i'm on instagram all the time and i'm really (laughs) 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 lies but those videos where people are like what if what if your bible was your phone and it shows them like waking up in the morning with a bible in their hand and they're like the pages as if they're scrolling through the phone, and totally. they're showing all these times where we so readily for? reach for our phone. Yeah. It's like, what if you were reaching for your Bible? So, you cannot make excuses that you right. don't have time. Right. That's hogwash. Like, yes. You can't make it, like, you, there's always time for Jesus, even if it's you're praying while you're pooping. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's there right so that's a new toilet devotional <laughs> <laughs> that's a new shirt <laughs> yes <laughs> my shirt. Um, oh my gosh but seriously there's always yes there's time. always time there's always time here. and if you have received jesus as your savior then that means that his spirit resides in you and that means that everywhere you go he's in you yeah you don't have to look for an external resource to be right. filled with right the words from but the spirit. there's
0: also now for me playing devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it. there's sure. a caveat to the other side of that where people will start to make excuses oh, of, of
1: course well i
0: can pray while i poop and i'm i listen to worship while i'm washing my face <laughs> and all this stuff and it's like only you and holy spirit are going to have that conversation and know what that true conviction feels like when he's like you need to be doing this right you need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And so when we aren't listening to that and we're just kind of making those excuses yes. of, well, this is the only time I have. And this is what my,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to be working out at the gym and that's where I'm going to listen to worship and do this. And mm-hmm. like, that's great. I mean, I just told you what I'm doing in the morning. However, you'll know when it's like, if you're by yourself and you are in that place mm-hmm. versus when you are in a gym filled with people, you're not going to be getting that same intimacy with jesus just the same way i'm not going to be getting that same intimacy with jesus while i'm rowing versus like when i'm sitting right so having that having that balance so yes communion with jesus can happen all the time anytime anywhere but there still needs to be that set a time set apart time for you to like sit with him to meditate to receive And to like re-energize your spirit and get those words where it's quiet enough to where you're like, oh, I can hear this.
1: I can focus on this. I'm not doing something else. Right. And for those listening who are like, okay, well, where is this in the Bible? If you're talking about like how important this is to be in God's word, where like, does it say that we need to wake up early? Does it say we need to be in the word? Does it say we need to pray and these things that we're talking about? And I just think of, um do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth meditate on it day and night mm-hmm. um that right there says meditate on god's word day and night that's the importance of having god's word in our heart do not let it depart from your mouth meditate on it day and night um i can't um i can't remember the reference but I, I'll, I'll put it in I'll the show wait. notes okay um the other one is you know it's a verse that we have talked about several times from philippians 4 The whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, okay? But here's the next part, verse nine. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Put it into practice. Practicing these things Mm. is the discipline. Mm -hmm. Putting it into practice. And then here's the next part. And the God of peace will be with you. That is, that is putting, like living in that peace Mm -hmm. that God promises us is by putting these things into practice. And I could testify that, oh my goodness, is my life filled with so much more peace because I've put these into practice. Not because I'm doing them, because I think I have a religious duty to do them. I said duty.
0: I was thinking it, but I already said that in another
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, not because of that religious duty or obligation, okay. but because I'm doing them out of my pursuit for my love of God mm-hmm. and to know who he is. Put them into practice and that and his peace will be with you. Put them into practice. And there's so many scriptures. What we found, there's like, Thirty or forty verses on prayer in the New Testament. I think seventy verses throughout the Bible oh, that talk uh, about fasting. Fasting. Um, there's more than thirty in the New Testament. That was
0: thirty uh, of the seventy are in the New Testament of fasting. Oh, of
1: fasting. Oh, sorry, yeah. I miss I misspoke. But there's just verse after verse after verse that talks about the importance of seeking the Lord in prayer, reading His Word, or the the Bible talks about it being the law. That's the word that they use. The Bible didn't exist yeah. at that point, but the Bible is now a culmination of all of that. Um, the meditating on it and yeah. seeking God's presence. Um, so I think that's a good place to to pause and to pray. And we're going to break down each of these disciplines individually right now next just right now (laughs) we're gonna push pause on this and then you can wait for the launch of our next episode (laughs) to hear more um
0: yeah like what the what are some spiritual disciplines that that the word talks about and how like what that looks like
1: right and i mean even even god's word talks about our physical discipline too Mm -hmm. and um Okay, your, this just kind of, yeah, your body uh, being a temple. Your body being a temple. Paul talks about, um, oh my gosh, I don't want to say it wrong, but like beating beating your flesh to um, condition your flesh for the race. Right. I'm going to attach it in our show notes because okay. I don't want to misspeak and say it wrong. But he talks about conditioning your body mm-hmm. um, for this spiritual race that we're right. running. Yes, yes, but yes. yes. What is... Uh, of, uh, we'll find oh, we'll it. We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to pray pray, God, as
0: not only ourselves, but anyone who's listening is wanting to grow deeper in spiritual discipline and life discipline. You would begin to reveal to them through Holy Spirit, through your scripture, through other believers on what that looks like. I pray against any... Religious spirit, any legalism that wants to creep its way in and make it seem like one thing when really it's another. That that Pharisee spirit that wants to read the word and just, oh, this is what I need to do and, and this is how it should be, but that it would just be from your heart. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunities that we're going to be able to have to practice these. Things in real time. (laughs) Give us the grace for ourselves as we kind of work it out if and when we make mistakes, that we would just pick ourselves up and keep going. You just see like a runner like going around the track and getting to the hurdle, and sometimes they don't quite clear the hurdle. But all those like great videos you see, you know, on the internet is those people just getting back up and just moving forward. So I thank you, Lord God, that we keep our eye on you. You are the prize. Thank you for Holy Spirit that comes in to just show us what direction to head where we are lacking and in areas that we can improve. Thank you that. Whether it's someone's hearing this in New Year when we're when it's being released, or someone's hearing it midway through the year, that it's never too late to start spiritual disciplines with you. We love you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.